This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, today we've got fan favorite and V-Rep contributor. Contributor. Uh, John Loomer. Works very closely with us, Mr. John Loomer. Howdy, oh, fellas. I, Good so to be I here. I didn't wait for you to introduce him, but I was too excited. I was, I was amped excited. Yeah, we're yeah. really we're really pumped here. For we sure. Are, for because sure Because today are. we're talking about our favorite topic, investing. Yeah. And we're talking about six reasons why you're not an investor. And, and you know what? This makes sense right now because... Remembrance Day just ended. Right. We got Christmas coming up. If you're looking to buy a home right now, you're not looking because you want to wait till after Christmas. The market still seems busy, but I think there's some room in December for there always some is. good purchases. We've here. had so many busy Decembers in the past few years, and there's still opportunities in December because it doesn't really matter. The buying supply goes down. Last sure. year is a great example, actually, because I remember looking back at December, which felt busy last year, looking back in January, February, March, and thinking... December was absolutely the time. Yeah, you it know was. what? And and well, I was saying to somebody the other day, I had somebody buy something downtown in December last year, and we were all we were nervous. I remember they were nervous. I was nervous. You know what's twenty seventeen hold? They made a bundle. It was a it was the best time to buy in the last 
two years for sure. Well, for sure, because if you are staying on the market in December and you don't pull your property and wait for the spring, it suggests that there might be some motivation there. And also, if you miss the fall market and you're still hanging around, there might be desperation for a lot of reasons, even yeah. tax purposes or whatever, that you want to liquidate, liquidate your property before the end of the year. Yeah, so the, this is a perfect topic. But before we get to that, we have a new segment that's not on the podcast, but no. is in our email, our weekly emails. It's called the Deal of the Month. Yeah, you know, the reason I'm super excited about the deal of the month is it's a segment that people have been requesting. You know, yeah, we often exactly. get emails saying, like, what are you seeing in the market? Do you see any opportunities? This is a Where way, are you guys looking? Yeah, exactly. This is a way, I mean, the three of us, you know, you, me, and John, we're always kind of monitoring the market. We're combing through listings. When we see something that's exciting, basically, we just share it between the three of us. And if we think it's, it's great, it's going to make this list. Yeah, you go to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com, you sign up for the email listing, you see it. If you have any questions, give us a call. John's available. I'm available. Adam's available. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, and we can walk yeah. you through it, how and, to make money on it. And yeah, we, exactly. love the, we love those conversations with people, so we really don't hesitate. John, exactly. you're, you're talking to a ton of people right now that have been getting in touch. A lot. And I got to say, we have uh, some very good listeners, very informed, uh, great people to discuss real estate with. The savviest. Probably the savviest. Probably the and savviest. And you've seen a lot of listeners out there. Groups, I've, groups I've, of I've been listening and uh, looking at a lot of listeners, and uh, <laughs> ours are the best. There's no question about it. Fantastic. So, hey, guys, maybe let's move on to the six reasons you're not an investor, because I, I think this topic is actually really interesting. We've had a lot of people that have reached out over the years that have said that, you know, I can't buy in Vancouver because I don't have the money, or, or I can't buy real estate because I don't have the money. I don't have the knowledge. Don't it's have too the complicated, whatever. So why don't we go through some of the myths out there? And we can basically walk people through what some of the misconceptions are and then how to get past them. Yeah, exactly. Because one of the things that is most frustrating about a market like this, especially in the last, you know, well, for a long time now, people sitting on their hands that want to be in the market and just there's that there's something holding them back. I'm sure everybody has had this conversation. I mean, I, I used to have this conversation all the time at open house. I, well, I still do at open houses where you get these people that come in and they say, you know what? I've been monitoring the market. I almost bought something four it's years painful. ago. Yeah, uh, I decided to go to Southeast Asia for three months. It was a fantastic trip, but then yeah. I lost my down payment yeah, or whatever. Or I bought whatever, and some yeah. sort of mutual fund or something. And now I can't afford Vancouver. I can afford one bedroom. Ago, even people, people who say they were looking a year ago, right. a year ago, and you were working with them, and you've, you've seen them lose 20% of their equity and... That You're is right. really, really hard to watch. And for no obvious reason, except they're waiting for the, the perfect product or they were, were worried about the questions that we're about to discuss. The Timing six, the market yeah. or they need a deal. They've been told that they need a deal. Yeah. And I mean, that's the problem is, is a lot of these multiple offers. I mean, over the course of the last few years where almost everything is sold in multiple offers, you really got to be a trailblazer in multiple offers and then and then let the rest of the market catch you in a lot well, of ways. Well, the fact is, is that, I mean, yeah, usually when you're the highest price in the building, you set the precedent for the next and it's, You reset uh, the building. Yeah. And I, I think it's actually even more than that. I mean, it, it at the end of the day, it's really hard to buy real estate, especially when the real estate is so expensive. Yeah. It's you know, a, I mean, it's, no, it's, it's a, not for the faint. It's heart. hard to pull the trigger. It is hard to pull the trigger. And even if, some, if somebody puts a fantastic deal and everything logically makes sense and you look at it compared to the others, and you're like, yeah, it does seem to make sense. It's still hard to execute yeah. the contract and, and buy the property. And it does get easier over time. 
but especially that first. That no, first the first one. cut is the deepest, man. That's what they say. Yeah. So, anyways, maybe I know. <laughs> okay. Braden's just that. shaking his head over there. All right. Well, let's get to myth number one. So, myth number one is investing in real estate is too complicated. John, thoughts? Thoughts? I don't. Uh, I don't think it necessarily is that complicated. I think it depends on what your expectations are and how you look at it. Much like investing in other things, if you're looking for really big returns, you're going to have to take some really big risk and uh, that can get complicated. And uh, if you're just expecting uh, more conservative returns, this is not such a complicated game. And uh, it's fairly straightforward, actually, uh, as long as you're, you're getting good advice. But property is one of those things where you can feel pretty safe if you're not hoping to make a quick return in the next 12 months and you're going to hang on to it for a while over the long term, it's very hard to mess this up. I actually think, you know what, I think you hit on it when you said if you're getting good advice, because I think at the center of it is is building a team or actually finding somebody who's done this before and, and using the model that they've developed, that they've replicated successfully and, and leveraging their connections in the market, right? I mean, this is part of it is, is it, you're not on your own in real estate. You can get a great broker who has access to a lot of great people. Yeah. Um, and, and you can do exactly what people have done over time. There's a way to do this. It's not like, and it's not rocket science. Right. right. Well, and the thing about it is, is that, you know, and we've done this podcast for maybe two years now. We've been talking about changes in the city since we started this podcast. Right. And a lot of those changes have come to fruition and we're still seeing opportunities and it's a really dynamic city talking to somebody who knows what they're doing and this isn't just a pitch for realtors but building a team that knows All what over. they're doing yeah. is is paramount no for sure and i mean we i i could go on and on about what we've learned from lawyers and accountants and well, building inspectors uh, yeah, actually, and everything that's, i mean that's an it's interesting so, point it's right so the amount we've learned from the podcast well yeah but also the amount that we've learned just generally speaking from Throwing employing around. the people yeah. that are specialists in a given area right i mean you're not supposed to know everything that's no. why that's why we have people that specialize in certain areas of interest and there's like other aspects of your life too right and any any other kind of investment you will be taking other people's uh, opinions and incorporating those into your decision-making process, whatever you're doing. So uh, you're going to do the same thing with purchasing property. That or a bot. Or a bot. Okay, so myth number two. Investing is far too risky. I'll lose all my money. Yeah, exactly. And this is one that I think, obviously, when you're putting up the type of money that's required in Vancouver uh, to get into the real estate market, uh, this is going to cross anybody, any sane person's mind, right? Right. But, I mean, this speaks to something John was mentioning before uh, kind of in in passing, and it has to do with horizons, right? I don't think anyone, anyone who's looking to make a quick buck in six months, and I've talked to a lot of people like this, you know, okay, so I'm, I'm buying something that's going to complete in six months. What's it going to be worth then? Am I going to make X amount of money? And that's their gauge, right? Right. That's a risky proposition. But if you're thinking about it in the long term, uh, I, I think property is is not very risky at all. It's actually, it's it's necessary to put your money in some kind of investment vehicle is the truth of it. So uh, property is one of the most, uh, the most sound investments you can make and the least risky. So if your money is just sitting in a bank account, and I, of course, uh, I've met people who tell me they, they feel good about their life right now. The, for the first time, they've got tens of thousands of dollars in a bank account. I was speaking with a friend of a friend this week. Uh, who said as much. And he knew that that probably wasn't the best thing to do because, of course, you're not even necessarily keeping up with inflation at that point. So you've got to put your money somewhere and and property investments 
uh, when you compare them to other kinds of investments, are often one of the most secure. Well, and two points about that. One is it's it's an appreciating asset. It it rises with inflation, right? That's one thing about property. Even if the market's not rising, it's you can count on it rising with inflation. So it's better than having money under your mattress. Mm. Uh, second point there, of course, is that if you don't bite off more than you can chew and you can carry it, the market can do whatever it wants. If you're holding it for five, 10 years, you don't have to sell. Right now, especially with interest rates being where they're at, you're paying down 50% of that of the principal every month, month over month. Mm-hmm. Does that sound like a risky proposition? Adam and I have talked about this before. I mean, it just, it frankly, it just isn't. No, and I think the thing is really is uh, it's it's the the big thing for me about the risk is is don't create liabilities. I mean, you have to look at every investment opportunity or whether you're buying a home, you have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. And I know that there's not always three plans and three directions that you go if 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 the first plan doesn't work out. But the more of those that you have to kind of hedge your bet, the better off you're going to be. Which goes back to our first point, investing is complicated, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, Adam, unpack that. Three points. Well, no, I, the reason I say that is because you need to have an exit strategy. What I mean by that is when you're buying a property, understand what you plan to do with that property. Have a goal for how long you want to keep that property. Understand the inherent risk in buying this property. But there's a there's a best case scenario. No, but you right? you have to analyze that, and then you and then you get your your best case scenario, your kind of your mid range scenario, and your you know not great, but I can live with this type of scenario. And that's your plan A, your plan B, and your plan C. If you have this mapped out before you buy a property, and all it's going to be a, sense, a right? much more structured approach and, and much a much more successful approach, in my opinion, at least. And I, I think some of the most successful investors, that's the logic that they use, especially for land developments. When you look at developers, I mean, these guys have, if they're doing a land assembly or if they're buying a, a building, they always have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. So take that kind of idea and yeah. apply it to when you're buying a home, when you're buying a, a revenue property, you still need to have the fallback plans. If I can't make the payment, well, can I rent it out? Okay, that works. I'm, I'm capable of moving back with my parents and renting this property out to cover my costs. Well, if I'm living in the main floor and renting out the basement and I lose my job, can I move downstairs and rent out the top floor? I mean, there's always got to be plans and ways that you structure this when you're buying a property. And that can take away the risk. That can alleviate the risk. It can take away the anxiety because there, be, there will always be some risk. Well, of course. But John, come yeah. on. Every time you cross the street, there's some risk. There's some risk there. Be careful. All right. Myth number three. Successful investors are able to time the market. The reality is, is that nobody can time the market. Everybody, you know, I think a lot of people talk about that. It's well, especially important. people that have appeared to time the market, right? Based yeah. on a series of, <laughs> of, a, of things that are out of their there's control. There's a lot of, quite frankly, you can make educated choices in real estate, but there's a lot of dumb luck. And I think the at the end of the day is you do need to time the market. You need to make money on the buy. You need to be strategic. But there's only so far that that can take you. I mean, a lot of people have been trying to time the Vancouver market. And honestly, Matt, I mean, I think you said it best. I think you said this a few episodes, but looking backwards is paralysis in this market. And I think, again, it depends on your time frame that you're looking at. Well, yeah, two points about that. One is timing the market. You know, this goes back to January 2017 when Dustin Woodhouse was on saying, look, who cares about timing the buy? Worry about timing the sell. Horizon is everything, which which Mm. I think we all agree with here. But when I said looking backwards is paralysis, what I meant was, you know, I talk to people all the time that look at prices, you know, 2014 prices and going, 
you know, oh, God, that guy bought it three years ago for X amount and now he's selling it for – that's what I want to do. And it's like, okay, we, if everybody sits around thinking yeah. like that, you're never going to buy anything. We all want to get rich quick. That's what unites us as a species. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Said best by Mr. John Loomer. <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I think at the end of the day, when you do look at – when you're trying to to buy, you do need to, again, know your end goal. There's no crystal ball, but basically buy based on your goals and then and then you should be fine, right? I mean, if you're planning on living in the, in the property for 10 years, then the way you analyze the property is completely different from whether you're planning on selling it in six months. If you are planning on flipping it and selling it in the six, in six months, you better have a really good gauge on what the market's doing. We need doing. to have a different yeah. podcast episode for yeah, that. Yeah, but anyways. Moving on, number five, all good investments are taken. Yeah, John, what are, what are your thoughts on this? This is definitely uh, a feeling that a lot of people have. Uh, looking back, you were talking about looking back, and everybody is looking back at the last three years. If you had bought anything, you look like a genius. And if you really are an owner of property going back uh, going back all the way right now in Vancouver, you look very smart, and there's a feeling that you can't make uh, – there's nothing left. There's no opportunities left. And I think this is kind of a something that happens that no matter what uh, – point in time you pick people feel that way i can't remember a time when somebody bought where they didn't think they were buying at the peak of the market mm. i mean can you i mean a year ago people thought oh god foreign buyers tax i've bought at the peak of the market yeah. uh people that bought in the spring of 2016 were saying this is nuts you know i just overpaid i set the record levels every single time people seem to buy and they think i'm at the peak right and i bought a house earlier this year I know true. the feeling. And I think historically, <laughs> historically, I mean, we can read now newspaper articles from 60 years ago, 100 years ago, and you read that somebody paid $50 for three acres in Point Grey. And you know that that guy, when he paid that $50, <laughs> he felt bad about he, it. He felt like he was but getting But man, does he off. look like a genius now? Now he looks very smart. Yeah, very no smart. question about his it. Grand, his great grandchildren are thanking him. Well, and the other point that I wanted to make about this is, is that. Uh, nobody's going to disagree that Vancouver is a very dynamic city. The city is changing very, very quickly, yeah. like ex extremely quickly. And new neighborhoods are popping up. New opportunities are popping up with those neighborhoods. There's always opportunity in the city. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I'm looking around and I see opportunities everywhere. Yeah, it still seems like Vancouver is underdeveloped in so many respects and so many neighborhoods. We talk about individual properties that aren't at their full potential, but individual neighborhoods that aren't at their full potential. And there's no reason for it. If people want to be there and they want to make these neighborhoods more vibrant and uh, have more happening, then then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So. And it, it seems like the writing's on the wall, really. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a small footprint. Yeah. Agreed. Case closed. Number five. The best investors need information that regular people just don't have. I think this is a question about access to information. So there's a feeling that there's a, a sort of a, a very uh, small group of people uh, breathing rarefied air and they have access to certain information and the rest of us just don't have that. But again, very, very connected to that investing is complicated question. Actually, the information is available um, to those who want to seek it out. Some people can get information that's a little bit harder to uh, to obtain or that other people not might not know about, and that can open the door to some very good investments. But by and large, uh, the information you need to enter the market or make a new acquisition in the market is available. And uh, 
it might take a little bit of scratching, but it's certainly not beyond the capabilities of the average person. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on what you're looking at, right? If you're looking at uh, assembling land and uh, rezoning it, okay, then you need information that not everybody has, right? But this is a question of baby steps for me. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you've listened to the back catalog, I think, you know, not to uh, not to talk too highly about this podcast, but we've <laughs> talked about a lot of... Uh, a lot of things that are very useful to make really educated choices when it comes to investment. And it really just takes building that team and pounding the pavement, getting out there. And it's not going to take years of your life. It's going to take some energy and some effort, but the dividends are there and, and it will pay off. Yeah. And certainly uh, you, you're right to say that there are different kinds of things here and uh, we don't want to paint it all with the same brush, but um, for the average person, they shouldn't be intimidated by the idea of property acquisition or worried that they're they're not uh, privy to some secrets that other people know and that they're not going to be able to find out about. Yeah, exactly. Last but not least, number six, I don't have any money. I've heard this before. I've felt this before. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> how do you respond to that? Uh, well, sometimes it's, it's just true. I mean, there are certain people who will uh, tell me what their budget is for Vancouver, and I want to let that person know that... Uh, this is a pipe dream and uh, they should be looking in a different market. You can still buy property somewhere, but at a certain price point, it's not going to be Vancouver, unfortunately. However, there are d other ways of doing this. And I know a guest that you've had uh, on recently, Michael Geller. Uh, I saw him speak in my neighborhood. Uh, now it's going back a little ways, but maybe a year ago. And what he was saying was just encouraging anybody to get into the market by hook or by crook, whatever you had to do, get into the market. And that could mean new arrangements, right? Getting together with uh, a friend who is in a similar situation to you. And maybe suddenly you can get something when your purchasing power is combined with that of other people, whereas otherwise you wouldn't have been able to break into the market at all. And I think that that kind of new arrangement might be necessary for people who are really serious about investing in property in Vancouver. Um, it's something that wouldn't have considered before, but that kind of uh, alternative thinking can open doors. Right. And we have, you know, we have a client who is doing exactly that creative partnerships. He's a young guy. He's actually renting, um, but he's involved in two, three different investment properties with two or three other people that he's partnered up with. And I think Vancouver is going to take creative arrangements. But, you know, it's also what you said about pipe dreams. I mean, hey, pipe dreams are great to have. It's also good to look in other markets. And we've talked about places in the interior and elsewhere. And uh, we've seen a lot of folks that just want to get into the market and they buy a rental property in Squamish. And I think the intention there is always to get back into Vancouver. But, you know, it's baby steps, right? And if you want that penthouse downtown, that's not the first stop. And if it's a, sure. if it's a cash flowing property in Halifax, get in. But the but the point is to get in and buy some property. And if it involves some sort of arrangement with other people that ha are like minded and don't have you know mm -hmm. rich parents or whatever it is, you know what? Just do what it takes. Do what it takes. Yeah, I do have two first time buyers right now who are looking at uh, one bedrooms in New West, and it turns out that the two of them together they have the option of potentially getting something with three bedrooms in Burnaby. And so you bring on a roommate who's going to be paying part of the mortgage for you and suddenly things are looking a lot better and you've got an income property, whereas before you were just buying to live, uh, now you've got an income property. So that's that's kind of nice. Yeah. 
So there you go, six myths holding people back from investing in Vancouver real estate. And you may have noticed for the last two that uh, the V-Rep uh, Vancouver real estate podcast, Barry White, was missing. That My deep, darling, uh. the deep baritone voice was gone. Adam was has left the building. Uh, and he left because he had to go uh, do a showing. So... It's gotta, you got to do what you do when you're, you're a realtor. It hey. can't be all about uh, podcasts and uh, pleasing your fans. Sometimes yeah. you have to do the job. That's that's exactly it. So Adam had to leave. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, I think, we, I think we held down the fort pretty well. So, anyway, before we leave, we should say a couple things. One, go over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. We now have easy buttons, all color-coded. I mean, people were saying it was hard to sign up to PCS, hard to do this and that. We have a button for the live wire where you're going to get the deal of the month and other information weekly in your inbox. We got our PCS sign up. We also have a new app. It's kind of in the beta testing stage here for us, but uh, we have sent it out to some clients that are really, really loving it. So get in touch if, you, if you're searching on your phone and you want the best app out there. Um, what else do we got, John? That's pretty much it, but maybe we should explain what PCS is just so those people who aren't already aware. This is a search program that's going to let you not only see what's out there in a certain section of the market, but also see sale prices when these things sell, days on market. It's a lot of extra information you're not getting from most uh, providers of this kind of information, and it puts you in a different league. So. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we do say that if you're if you're not using it, you're you're standing still, and everybody else is speed walking by you. Yeah, this is uh, Adam usually does that with his deep baritone voice, but I think he did that uh, did that quite well. Dude. I'm a tenor. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, anyway, if you want to get in touch, you want me to set up your PCS because it is actually to call the herd here. It's it's uh, there's some questions I can ask that can we can do it in a couple minutes. Give me a shout. Matt, 778-847-2854, or Matt at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com, or John. J-O-N at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com, or 604-916-1871. There's no H in there. No H at all. Please don't put an H in there. Adam's not here this week, but uh, give me a call. I can give you his number. And Brady D. Braden at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And there is a Y in there. <laughs> Don't ask why. Enjoy your week, and we'll be back next week. All right, cheers. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. 
feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. <laughs> 